Cougar fans, it is time. Touchdown! What a grab! It's time to raise your colors, raise your voice, and join in on the raucous roundtable about your favorite team, the BYU Cougars. 15-10-5, It's time to tailgate. Cougar Tailgate, where BYU sports fandom lives. And here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm Lauren McClain, and we're here to tailgate with you, doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. The Kansas Jayhawks handed BYU its first loss of the season, 38-27, in the conference opener, but now the Cougars turn the page to another historical day in BYU football history, their first ever conference home game as part of the P5s. For today's roundtable discussion, we have BYU Radio Sports producer Cleon Wall. I have returned! (laughs) Along with one of the princes of Provo, Former BYU and NFL defensive end Bronson Kafusi. What's up, Bronson? Well, not much. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah, it's an honor, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. Bronson, give us a quick update on what's happening in your life right now. You know what? I'm done playing football okay. full time here in Provo, which I love. Get to take my family to BYU stuff all the time. Love. Um, it. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I just help a lot of, uh, you know, really professional athletes and really anyone. Be smart with their money, invest in real estate, and then also help young athletes with their mindset training. I was so going to I, I I say, you got to do something with the athletes around, <laughs> around Provo. I'm sure there's a lot of people banging at your door like, please help me. <laughs> do you get a lot of requests now that you're back? Like, could you help my son with his <laughs> you know tackling? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, but trying to create stuff, you know, that for me, I just felt like the I see a lot of trainers out there, mm-hmm. which is great because that's such an important piece. But I was like, man, no one's doing the mindset training which yeah. changed it for me absolutely so, a shameless that. plug here yeah go ahead if you want to hear more about what's happening in bronson's life and all the cool things he's doing go check out deep blue with jason shepherd we did a great interview with him you can listen to the whole thing yes i'm the producer of that program so i'm, <laughs> I, I'm I just it. gonna say shameless plug go listen it's a great interview <laughs> all right guys it's time for our segment called hot off the grill where we give our boldest takes about BYU football right now. This can be good or bad. BYU is coming off a loss to Kansas after two momentum-swinging turnovers at the beginning of both halves and just nine net rushing yards to end the game. There were some bright spots from the defense in the passing game. And now on to Cincinnati. Cleon, what's your hot-off-the-grill bold take of BYU football right now? The past is coming to pass. Question Hey-o. mark. Uh, <laughs> hey, he, he, my hot take is let's abandon the run. Why Why do we run this ball anyway? It's not mm. getting us anywhere. Forget the run. Let's go West Coast offense. Let's go back to the pass. You don't actually uh, mean any of this. Sort of. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What I mean is we're not going to go back to the West Coast offense. I mean, that's not coming back. It's not like you're going to change your whole entire offense in one week. I know that's not going to happen. Even though Aaron Roderick, you know, he played in the West Coast offense. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, what <laughs> I am going to say is I really think with Cincinnati's defensive line and who they are, I I really think you're going to have to look to the pass a lot more in yeah. this game. Uh, you know, short passes, medium passes, anything. Keaton Slovis, I want him looking like Ty Detmer coming out in this game. Mm. I want him throwing the ball all over the place because that's what's going to keep the, this offense moving. And if that means throwing a short pass that's like a running back that's going to run up the middle, let, let's do something like that. That's what I want to see. So, yes, am I a little tongue-in-cheek there of let's go, passes all the time. Maybe a little bit there, but I really think, at least for right now, we're going to have to see this team pass the ball a lot to get the ball down the field. Yeah, because Cincinnati has the best defensive line that BYU has seen thus far this season. Easily, easily. I mean, they held 
they held Oklahoma to only 20 points, and they couldn't get the run going at all, and that's Oklahoma. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what BYU's run game does. All right, Bronson, what is your hot-off-the-grill take about BYU football? You know what I'm most excited about is the defense because um, I'm a defensive player, yeah. first of all. But um, I, I, love, I love how we're bringing a lot of different pressures um, from all over the place. And so you're keeping the offense guessing, which is awesome to see. But I also like what you're talking about with uh, uh, passing the ball and making the defense, the, specifically the defensive line, run. Because I know for me as a defensive lineman, uh, when the ball's passed, if it's a short pass to the left or to the right, to the sideline, the D line has to turn and run. Mm. And so over time, I remember uh, games where you would get tired out. And then all of a sudden, then you come and punch them in the mouth when they're tired. And it's like, oh, man. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, are we ready for this right here? Like, so yeah. that would be interesting to see what happens. So you think that could be a possibility is to wear the defensive lineman down with think, the pass so. yeah, before you start so. running the ball? I think so. Wow. We'll see what happens. Okay, well, mine's going to be way off talking from you guys. My hot off the grill take is, even though Cincinnati has some of the best defensive linemen in the conference, I think BYU is going to rush for 75-plus <laughs> on Friday night. Which isn't that kind of crazy to think about. 75, it's like, meh. Like, you should have that easy in a normal year. But, I mean, BOU's run has just been struggling like crazy. Hasn't even come close to 75. So, I think uh, I think they're going to do it. I don't know how. Maybe it's wearing out the defensive linemen. Maybe this doesn't come until the fourth quarter. I don't know. You never know. But I, I think 75-plus yards on Friday night. I think anyone who remotely follows sports knows or at least has heard about the Kelsey brothers, Jason and Travis, who play for the Chiefs and the Eagles, respectively. Or if they know who Taylor Swift is. Yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Everyone in the world is talking about Travis Kelsey because of Taylor Swift. We all know they uh, might be an item after uh, Taylor showed up to the Kansas City game on Sunday. They have a successful podcast together. They're hilarious. Both brothers played for Cincinnati in the late 2000s and early 2010s. So this week's fan question is, who would you consider BYU's version of the Kelsey brothers? Here's what the fans had to say, and you guys feel free to respond to these. Kate on X said, Samson and Puka Nakua. Okay, can see that. Yes, yes I, 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 I get I think that. that's a good one. Maybe a little recency bias, but I think there's there's reason why there's recency bias there. there. Yeah. Which it would fit with the Kelsey brothers, because there's exactly. absolutely recency bias there. Exactly. Texas Coog Mac on X said, Robert and Brad and I, or Bart and Brad Oates. Hey, uh, I love Bart. Yeah, Texas Coog, you are showing your age, wait, my friend. Wait a minute, that, that's like... <laughs> That's like your dad's era right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think the Anais were in the 80s, right? And then the Oats were like in the nope. 50s or 60s. No, yes, no. They, they were, were the 80s. They? they were the 80s too. 70s oh, and 80s. Oh, 70s sorry. and 80s. Sorry, yes. Oats, brothers. I, I'm old enough. I will show my age. I'm old enough to not remember when they played for BYU, but when they okay. played in the NFL. Okay. When they played in the NFL, I do remember watching them play in the 80s. Yes, I'm that old. I remember watching them play. <laughs> All I right. lived with Bart Oates, too, for a little bit. You did what? I lived with Bart did Oates you really? for a little bit back east. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so How was that experience? I was like, you know what? It was so cool because in his basement, he's got all this awesome memorabilia and gear <laughs> from, like, Giants, Lawrence Taylor stuff. That's cool. Wheaties boxes. Like, wow. And, yeah, 
He's always watching all the football games, so it's fun to That's really cool. hang out with him. And yeah. he probably loved having you living with him, too, it was I'm fun. sure. It was fun, yeah. At 49er Coog on X said, Mark and Matt Bellini, Stephen Rich Kafusi, hey. Brian and Patrick Mitchell. Oh, so look. shout out to uh, Papa Steve. I know, right? Right there, yeah. Yeah, and Uncle Rich. Uh, Scott King on X said, Gunner and Baylor Romney. They could okay. be a good one. They're a little quiet. They're like a little more reserved, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I can you see know that. them, right? Yeah, yeah, I they're can see great, that. great personalities. But we're talking about the Kelsey brothers are just like, boom! They're loud. Yeah, they're out yeah. there. They're so. I think I think the Romneys might be a little too subdued. Yeah. Uh, ben Holland X said easily Corbin and Bronson Kafusi. <laughs> what do you think about that? Man, I think they're pretty spot on with that one. Honestly, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you guys definitely have the personalities. Yeah, right? we definitely match the personalities, and we. Oh man. We're always doing crazy stuff, so <laughs> I think we match up pretty well. Did you get you guys had a podcast for a while, right? Yeah, we were actually we were doing like kind of like the Mannings. Okay, uh, yeah, thing where that's right. We would That's go right. live and watch the game on Zoom with people, and then we would like break answer questions, break de- break it down for people. It was pretty fun. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we did that last year. It was good. And then not not a continuation this year. Yeah, not a continuation. That's all right. One and done. That's nothing wrong with the one and done. We loved it though. One hit wonder. Eric McAllister on Instagram said easily the the, uh, easily the Nakuas or the Kafusis. So there you go. You got mentioned twice. Bronson, do you feel like you and your brothers could be compared to the Kelseys? Because I'm sure you're familiar with Jason and Travis. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Could you hang with them? I think so. I think so. Kind of our. I'm just debating which one is which. Like, <laughs> who's Corbin and who am I? And then you have Devin, too. You yeah, throw you Devin, throw in Devin in there. Now we have three. And now we turn to the Gronkowskis, like, or the Watts, the three. So, <laughs> so true. I don't know. Well, then you throw your sisters in, and nah, that's a whole new dynamic. Yeah, and my wife that played soccer. Now yeah, no, all, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of us. Gosh, <laughs> you guys need to do something. You need a reality TV show. Exactly. I'd, I'd we'll just it. call it the Kafusi. No, absolutely. That's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Way better than the Kardashians. Cleon, <laughs> who would you say could be comparable to the Kelsey brothers of football team i, I kind of you know it's funny you mentioned the romneys i was thinking of the collies just because yeah. you got dad you got sons all played here at byu but i think you need to be kind of out famous outside of football to do something like that or maybe have be a little more outspoken so i can't really say that listen this is why i want i want it to be bronson and his brother <laughs> it's the nacho libre bit that oh, you guys oh, did man. <laughs> Did you see that, Lauren? No, no, but now I need to. Okay. Oh, man. Where, where, that where, is us. Oh, gosh. Where, yeah, that makes us take the cake if you watch that thing. Okay, where can fans find this? Where Can, can, they, can oh. they find it on the web right now? Is it on Instagram, oh. Reels, or anything like that? These it guys, might be on my page. Okay, it might be on underneath your page. Underneath funny. Okay. <laughs> on, your, on my Instagram page. It might be under number four. I think so. exactly yeah. where it is. It, <laughs> it, that thing will lose it. It was hilarious. They recreated the whole entire <laughs> wow. training bit. In Nacho, Nacho Libre, I mean, you guys, it, it should be you guys, okay? But I might have to go with Nakua's because they're kind of like Damn. the hot thing right now. Yep. Yeah. You know, you've got Puka who's playing for the Rams, by the way, my favorite uh, NFL team. He's playing oh, for the Rams. He, you got a couple of other brothers who played professionally. Maybe we need to get, some, you know, just something famous, uh, reality TV, being a Nakua. No, that's probably bad. Or it's harder than you think. Uh, no, and anyway, hard knocks the Nakua's. You know, I really <laughs> yeah, should go into branding. Like, yeah. I'm really bad at this, but <laughs> yeah. just something with them. I, I'd probably have to. Sorry, Bronson. I it's mean, okay. I, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're hurt, but it I was it was a tie there. for me between the Kafusis and the Nakua's because they have you guys have exactly what it would take to have a successful podcast be 
entertaining outside of the football world, which is what the Kelsey brothers do. You guys are hilarious. You're outspoken. You're funny, but you're kind and you're good. So people relate to you. I feel like. Oh, I feel like I'm overhyping the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. I actually really do. I just watched the documentary and oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. they are, they're charming guys. Yeah. A little crass, but they're charming. Corbin, Corbin, Corbin could be the one that uh, takes a Taylor Swift out, you know? Yes. There oh my go. gosh, right? <laughs> yeah, you're the married one with kids. Yeah, you're the one see? that's kind of stable. And, yeah. <laughs> or Devin, right? Yeah, or Devin. You got two there. Yeah. You got two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the Nakua's, you got Puka, Samson, and Kai. They could have a great, great podcast yeah. or reality yeah. series. I love it. All right. Now we're going to play a quick game of buy or sell. I'm going to give you guys a topic of position group, and you decide whether you're going to buy it or sell it. An example is, is is Keaton good enough to be an NFL quarterback or something like that? I know you're going to buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give all the good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with Jay Hill's defense. Brunson, are you buying it or are you selling it? Oh, we're buying it. Yeah. Because it's just getting started. Yeah. So so true. I mean, we haven't even seen the full. I don't think we've seen the full, you know, the full plate there, the full mm-hmm. play calling, mm-hmm. the full. Because um, I know defenses at the beginning of the year they're a lot more simple, but as the season goes on, the defensive coordinator can start dialing up things that he's been planning week one, two that he's been setting up the teams for. I've been watching the film, so there's going to be a lot come here. Yeah, and uh, you know, down the stretch here, I'm excited about it. So yeah. I'm buying. I love it, Cleon. Buying or selling it? I'm going to say lease with an option to buy. Lease? <laughs> wow. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'll buy it. I like everything I'm seeing so far. I, I really am. I, I, yeah. I like. I, I know it's not maybe, you know, it's not like what you see from the University of Utah against UCLA, where they're shutting them out for almost four quarters and then they give up a late touchdown. It's, it's not that. But I like what I see. I think I agree with him. I'm, I'm just joking on the lease with an option. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I'm saying that because I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll lease it right now, and maybe I'll buy it in the future. Yeah. No, no, but no, I'll buy it. I Give like yourself what I'm some options. I'm absolutely <laughs> buying the defense. Uh, I love Jay Hill. I love what he's doing. I love his demeanor. I love what he's instilling in the players. You can just see it. I mean, they're gritty. I love that the the theme has been weather the storm on the offense and defense. They've mentioned the coaches have said that so many times. I feel like uh, the defense in these games, the Arkansas and Kansas game, they've been good start to finish. It's not perfect, absolutely not, but they've showed some grit. They showed uh, they're just really tough, and you can tell they're disciplined and very well coached. So I'm absolutely buying it. The next one maybe a little controversial right now: the offensive line. Bronze, are you buying it or are you selling it right now? You know what? If everyone's healthy, I'm buying it. Bronson, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, told us before we're starting, he's buying everything. Yeah. No. What do you? Well, yeah. What do you think right now of that offensive uh, line? You know what? It's you know it's interesting because there's so many different you know guys that have been hurt or banged up, and now they're they're now they're we're digging into you know the backups and like what does that look like? What does that feel yeah, like? Yeah. How does how do they mesh together? And so. Um, that's the thing for me that I would say is going to open up a lot is as guys stay healthy, um, you know, and come back or, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be, that's going to be the challenge, Yeah. you know? So, especially with this group, because every team ha- usually has a position group early on in the season that is going to have to kind of, you know, dip down and in, in, into, into the backups. And yeah. so yeah. for our team this year, it's just offensive line so yeah. it's like okay what do we need to do here to uh 
get those guys that are playing right, but then also get everyone healthy and let's get them yeah, back. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cleon, buy and selling it. I was going to say sell, but I, and it's not because of Bronson. I'm going to go buy. All they yeah. need is just one good game. If they can get one good game, th- this is my opinion, you know, it takes the pressure off of them. They can take off from there. It's not like they're going to say they're arrived. I think they can, I think they recognize that if we get one good game under our belts, this is who we really are. This is our identity. And I, it's just, I know it's a tough one this week, but why not this week? Why not make it a good week and you just go out and you show the rest of the nation or just even your fans, you know, we're good. We're better than than what we were the the previous four weeks. Yeah. So I, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to buy this week the offensive line that they're going to do well. And that's wishful thinking. I Thank you. I feel yes, like as a fan, is, and this is, is a fan thinking. show, that we each week we're like, no, they're totally going to be completely different than they were last week in the last three weeks, you know? I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know. So my first inclination was to sell the offensive line. But I'm with you. I don't want to sell these guys because there is some tremendous talent on that offensive line. The The most highly touted position group coming into this year was the offensive line. And so I think that's why people are so baffled. They're like, what is going on? Why can we not run the ball? It's definitely not all the offensive line's fault. Uh, I'm no expert. When you when Hans Olsen breaks it down, he says this is extremely fixable. He said the things that are happening on the offensive line extremely fixable. Trevor Maddox, however, from ESPN, has come on BYU Sports Nation. He says, I think they're doomed for the season. So I don't know. I don't know who to believe. I don't know. And, and only time will tell. But I just think there is just so much talent that you can't sell them. You know, they just they need to either be coached up or I don't know what it is, but we're buying them. We're all buying them this week. All right, uh, let's finish with BYU finishing with a winning record. Are you buying it or selling it? I'm definitely buying it. Yeah. I'm definitely buying it. From um, what you've seen in these these first four weeks, you're buying it. Yeah, I'm buying it. Okay. I think kind of like what you were saying, the identity is key and and towards – you know, game five, six, um, that needs to be completely nailed down. And so yeah. it's okay, well, then we go into the second half of the season knowing who we are, what we do great, and we're just going to lean into that. And so I'm excited because I know the second half of the year, or between even the next six games right here, that's a tough stretch, right? Yeah. And so uh, being able to, you know, really dial it in and have guys – kind of claim that their spot and their role i think i think we're definitely going to buy that one <laughs> clean I, I i'm gonna buy but i feel like i feel a little wishy-washy i feel like this is kind of like a week by week thing yeah like when they when they beat arkansas i was all in i'm like yep eight and four yeah worst is seven and five they're eight and four now yeah and then they lose to kansas and it, what to me it wasn't the loss that bothered me it was the Wait, how many guys got injured from that game? Yeah. How, how, yeah. Many, yeah. how many healthy guys are we going to have? Wait, how many rushing yards are we? It just kind of feels like this week-to-week thing. I'm still going to buy and and be positive about this, but it feels more like let's grind out seven and five, and we'll see how it turns out this week. But yeah. I'm still in the buy range right now. You're a little more buy than sell right now. Uh, ask me next week. <laughs> 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 this Cincinnati Very- game? This is going to be really telling, I think, for the BYU football team because, man, they got a tough stretch after that. And it's it's not it doesn't get easier after Cincinnati. Let's just say that for BYU football. So if they cannot do well against Cincinnati, I don't even know. And I know that each game can change. You know, I, I don't know. I, I totally believe in the Cougars. I think they're awesome. Uh, ask me next week.
This is BYU's first time playing an in-conference Power 5 team in Lavelle Edwards Stadium in its history. From a fan perspective, how big of a deal is this game for you personally? Let's start with you, Bronson. Me as a fan? Yeah, <laughs> as, as, a, a fan. as a fan. Yeah. It's actually a big deal for if, for a fan because even for me, when I think about when we went independent, that was a big deal. Yeah. Because yes. like I was on my mission, I remember I got a letter from Coach Mendenhall and they told me that and I was trying to, that was a pretty big deal to me as a mm. player and fan. Uh did you like so, that? I mean when when you were on your mission you got I that. I mean, I didn't really know really what to think about it, honestly. Yeah. You're like, so, what is what does that mean? But like now I'm like, Oh, I wanna be in a conference. Like I wanna yeah. be able to, you know, see our team, you know, play for that conference championship, have those rivalry matches and so this is exciting. I mean there's, you only get so many firsts, so Absolutely. here it is. <laughs> I love that. For me as a fan, it's a big deal. Regardless of how the game goes, BYU has arrived. We're here. It feels like it's time to get going, and all, all these firsts mean something to diehard BYU fans, just like you said. I, I like that this is a very winnable game for BYU, which could make this home opener even more special. And for me, nothing beats BYU football at night under the Lavelle Edwards Stadium lights. There's just there's just That's something true. about that. <laughs> I love that it's a night game when this is happening. It just feels like BYU is no longer the underdog in college football, which even through all through independence, only for the fact that you're not part of a conference, BYU always feels like the underdog, right? So now it's not like that anymore. The, the Cougars now have to step up game in and game out, and they have to act like they belong. And I feel like that's the hard part. But I think, like you said, you only get a first once. That sounds a little weird, but you only get so many firsts. So I think this is a big deal. What do you think, Cleon? I think for good or ill, I think everyone's going to remember this game. Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers the first game of Independence when BYU played at Mississippi and how big of a deal that was and getting a win there, even though the offense, it looked ugly. But, you know, the scoop, the scoop and score by Kyle Van Noy. I mean, I still remember that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at the game, but I remember yeah. that. It, it's, it's such a big deal. And so it, it, a lot of people, if this turns into a really exciting game, a lot of people are going to say, I was there the first game BYU played at home as a Big 12 member, not the Sam Houston game. But anyway, I mean, as a Big 12 yes. member against a Big 12 opponent. And it's it's got a special feel. To me, it's got a special feel, too. I, I know that you'd like to play another established Big 12 member but on the other hand isn't it cool that you're getting you're going to get to play one of the other new Big 12 teams and it's it, for both these teams I know that Cincinnati played last week against Oklahoma at home and that's a big deal for them but for BYU it's like this is cool we get to play one of these other teams that's an up and coming team and it's just going to be a blast it's going to be one of the only games on a Friday night how exciting is that I I just wish here's my only wish that for this game. My only wish is I wish BYU were playing in their all whites this week. Mm, and I wish you're Cincinnati were guys wait, 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 complaining no, about the uniforms. No, no, no. No, here, <laughs> no, here, the, here how cool would this be? All whites against all blacks. How yeah. cool is that? I mean, it's that just the cool. stark contrast in colors. And so I I was hoping when they revealed this week, I'm like, come on, all whites with the royal trim. Let's go. You know, Love because we already had the yeah. we already had the all whites last week against Kansas. But I thought Come on, all With whites. The royal trim. Night Doesn't game. they have navy trim last yeah. week? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, come on, all whites, royal trim. It'll look so good. That's so clean. Yeah, and, and, I know what you mean. Yes. And then they did the all royals, and I'm like, not bad. Not what I was hoping for, but I'm. People are up, fans are up in arms about those all royals. 
It's kind of so crazy. funny. It's so funny that they, I mean, I have my opinions about the uniforms. I'm not going to go into them now, but I was just, that's what I was hoping for. I'm like, big game, white out, you know, all in the stands, white versus black, maybe a little red in there for Cincinnati, a little royal blue in there for BYU, but it would just be a clean looking game. But other than that, I, I think it's, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for Friday night. Now, whether, whether BYU's playing good or bad or Cincinnati's playing good or bad, I'm just excited. I'm excited that it's finally here, that the Big 12 era is finally here. Absolutely. And for both teams, they're coming off a loss, desperate for their first Big 12 win. This has the potential to be a momentum-shifting game for either of these teams. Both Cincinnati and BYU are similar teams, new to the conference with a lot to prove. Would you consider this the most important game of the season for both teams? What do you think, Bronson? That's a tough one for me because I'm always the next game is the most important game. Yeah, yes, that's true. That's coach talk. <laughs> I know. That's yeah, that was ingrained in your brain. I, I really, it, seriously, since I was little, that is the <laughs> thought that comes to mind. But the next game is <laughs> the most important game. Yeah, but I, I kind of, I see what you're saying there, though. Um, just looking at it, because, like you said, after this game. There's a lot of other games that we're going to need to know who we are before we get into that stadium um, mm-hmm. and before we line up week in, week out. And, you know, this is that point after this game, like the next four games, that's where you have to – I think the term was weather the storm. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. A lot of that's going to have to do with weathering injuries. And yeah. so, uh, yep. yeah, because they start to stack up. Guys start to, you know, our guys start playing hurt a lot of the time. And so you want to be able to, yeah, weather that storm. So this game is, yeah, it is crucial. It is not just because it's the next, but yeah, you're right. It is. This is a crucial game. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah. yeah what do you think, Liam? Yeah, I'm going to go full fan mode on you. Yes, yes, yes. This is the most important game right now because it sets up the rest of the season. We talked about this already. Identity, identity, identity. This this game really sets up everything else. And if you want it, I talked about positive momentum before. I, I agree. If you want positive momentum, you need to win this game. And I'm still going to include, you saw some positive things out of the Kansas game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, it wasn't great that you fumbled and got intercepted and they were returned for touchdowns. But there were still a lot of really good things in that game where you were like, hey, we had a chance to win or tie it late in the game. So... I look at that and I'm like, if you're going to keep it up, you need to play well in this game. And as as Bronson mentioned, it's only going to get tougher from here. I'm, I'm not trying to be depressed here, but you're, it's only going to get tougher. And you want that. You want it to get tougher as the season goes along. So everyone's going to look back on this game. They're going to say, this is the game where we proved who we are. And I, I'm going to go a little Shakespeare here on you. You know, like Henry V, the, yes. you got the speech yeah. that Henry gives, you know, Saint, the St. Saint Crispin's Day speech. You know, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. He who sheds blood on this day will be my brother. And yes, I'm being way overdramatic in all of this. Bronson knows about band of brothers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how Phil. That's You're right. right but, <laughs> but I think you catch my drift in this. Yeah. If people, they can go back to this game and say, remember that Cincinnati game? That was the turning point of the season. We proved that even with a lot of injuries, we can play good teams and we can beat them. And that's why I think this is the most important game. Yes, overly dramatic, but, you know, that's me anyway. <laughs> I no, it. I love it. I love it. I think you're right. For me, Kansas was the most important game of the season. As the conference opener to set the tone for the Cougars, but now it's Cincinnati, right? The, I mean, it's kind of like you said, and I, but I mean this genuinely. And when I before the season started, I looked at the schedule and I said, Kansas, that's going to be a huge 
game for BYU. Yeah. Conference opener, good team, good offense. It is Cincinnati, though. BYU has a, had a great opportunity, has a great opportunity to start climbing their way back to the top of the conference, starting with this game. They can and should beat Cincinnati, and I think this could slingshot the Cougars forward to a tough Texas, TCU, or excuse me, TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas. Those are their next three games after Cincinnati. They need some much-needed confidence heading into those three games. This is fun. Like, I just, I love having this conversation. I love that we're here talking about <laughs> BYU's in this conference. These are the guys that they're going to play, oh, and they have to show up day in and day out and week in and week out. And Aaron Roderick said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle every single week. He said, if you guys are looking oh, for us to, like, blow out a team, he said, it's probably going <laughs> to not happen it's going to be up to the last second of the fourth quarter almost every well it's really interesting you bring that up because i i don't know if bronson does this but at the start of this every season i'm like okay for fun let's do wins and losses yeah and you know i'm like this game win this game probably lost this game win early i mean up to i want to say last week i was looking at the west virginia game and i'm like oh win that's a definite win and then i keep seeing how good their defense is and i'm like (laughs) Not. Yeah, maybe there's that's, no guarantees. Maybe that's not a win yeah. because that's out in West Virginia and you're coming off playing Texas the week before and it's like, uh, and that's why I waffle. I mean, I love doing that at the beginning of the season then adjusting as you go along <laughs> during true. the season. But I'm looking at some of these teams and all of a sudden my wins are now looking like maybe loss and I'm looking at the losses. Some of them I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a loss now. Yeah. And so it's just this, it, it's fun though. It's fun. It's fun to be able to look at your team and say, "Okay, what do I think? Can they can they do it?" And as the week goes along, you know, the Cincinnati was one of the games I thought win. That is a win. Yeah. And now it's like I'm kind of waffling on this. I still think they're going to win, but now as the week goes along, you're like, "Yeah, I could see them winning this game." You're they're with all the Swifties it. that uh, are rooting for Cincinnati now in Vegas. Is uh, am I? Well, BYU was a favorite by I think three point favorite, and now they're a two point underdog. Oh my goodness! Because of the Travis Kelsey thing, because he played at Cincinnati, I guarantee that's it. All the weird Taylor Swift fans oh. are coming out of the woodworks. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they switched I, it. I've got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's pro- I only know like three or four Taylor Swift songs. Okay, and that's one of them. That's a good one, Bronson. I was going to ask you. So I mean. Injuries are just a part of football, and obviously when you look at the schedule before the season, as fans, you don't necessarily think, okay, well, they're probably going to be injured at this point in the season, but it's not just the Cougars, right? Like, every team you face towards the end of the season, everyone's banged up, so you're almost on a level playing field, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think a big thing that I've seen, I mean, you see at every level of sports, is when that happens, it's like, what carries a team? And for me, at least what I like to, this is Bronson looking at it, (laughs) is uh, it's definitely the culture. Like Mm. the culture carries the team when injuries happen. And what I mean by that is, you know, can you instill confidence into that that backup that's about to go in there? Like, can he go in there and know he's the guy? Yeah. And the whole team has his back, you know, win or lose, we got your back, we're there with you. And, you know... Whether you're the starter or not, like, and you make a mistake, we're still here with you. Like, it comes down to a culture thing. That's why culture is so big in yeah. sports. But yep. man, especially football, because there's so much up and down. Yeah, every week is different. Like you guys are saying, like it's yeah. wild. So, I would say, oh man, we can definitely play with everybody. Yeah, you know, because we we have that culture. We're gonna come out, and it's fun because, like uh, Aaron Roderick was saying. 
every game's going to be close, yeah. which is, man, there's nothing better than that. Like, as a player, I was like, yeah. dang, that would be fun, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, I mean, you had some good games. You definitely did. But, yes, it's it doesn't uh, it doesn't stop from here. Everyone take their heart medication for the rest of the season. Make sure your heart's still pumping. All right, the last thing before we end the show, we have a new segment we're calling Cougar Tail Off. So we make a friendly wager about the game, and the loser has to eat an entire cougar tail, which is not going to be hard for Bronson, either <laughs> take, on the I'll air next two. week or <laughs> – yeah, I'll take two, please. Or uh, we'll post it on social media. Whoever is the farthest away from the correct score is going to be the biggest loser. Cleon, let's start with you. What is your – I'm, Final I'm, score prediction for the Cincinnati game. I'm going to go low scoring in this game. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say BYU 21, Cincinnati 17. I think it's going to be, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep it at that. I think BYU is going to be kept in check a little bit because of Cincinnati's defense, and hopefully BYU can kind of do the same thing, even though I'm pretty impressed with their quarterback, Emory Jones. He's he's good. And so I, I, I'll i still stick with 21-17. I think BYU is going to control the ball, and, and they'll be able to pull this one out. Okay, Bronson. Man, this is a tough one. <laughs> he, Bronson wants to. He just, he's going to be like, oh, zero, zero. He, want, he wants to eat a couple yeah. cougar tails. Free cougar tail what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, let's see. I'm going to go with 27-24 BYU. 27-24. You're keeping it close. Yeah. Okay. I'm keeping it close. <laughs> uh, I'm going with 43-27 uh, BYU. Wow. I don't know why. I, I BYU has been scoring some points. And for some reason, I think under the Velvet Stadium lights at night, they're going to be slinging the ball. I think it's going to be really high scoring. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I don't want to eat a cougar tail because I'm trying to watch the old weight. You know I mean? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, and that does it for us today. Thanks again to Cleon Wall and Bronska Fusi for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.